Welcome back, everybody. Today it is Ron versus Gavin. Newsom versus DeSantis, Florida versus California. That's right. We're going to be talking about the debate that happened just last night with Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom. Uh, and it was, it really was, I mean, it was what Fox News really advertised as, which is we got two different governing philosophies, which one comes out on top. So I'm going to be breaking down what happened, who I think won the debate and why. And it's a little bit more nuanced than simply who won. But let me just start off by saying this. It was a little bit weird watching two politicians up on stage who you know are running for president in 2028, not 2024, we'll talk about that in a second, in 2028, debating each other. Like, I, maybe other people disagree with me, but looking up at that stage, I was like, we're going to be seeing this in four years time, four, four and a half years time. I would have to guess right now, and obviously so much can change, that Gavin Newsom is going to be the Democrat nominee for 2028. And I would be willing to bet that Ron DeSantis is going to be the Republican nominee for 2028 as well. And so watching this debate, it kind of dawned on me. I was like, this is like, like, we're going to see this happen all over again in four years. But it was kind of funny to me because I think both of them knew it. And both of them know that they're running for 2028, not 2024. And we're going to talk a little bit about what that means for DeSantis in a second. I got to just give props where props is due. I thought Hannity did a good job moderating this debate. I think it was a fantastic idea of Fox News. Not always a Fox News fan, but this time I was. Really good debate, really good event overall. That's why I'm talking about it. Really quick, before we get into what happened, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down a little bit about Newsom, break down a little bit about DeSantis, and kind of talk about who came out on top. I do want to talk about our sponsor of this podcast, Gulag America. Gulag America is a premium apparel company. I'm going to put up some of their awesome different products right now so you can look at them. If you go to gulagamerica.com right now and use my code JoshCar10, you will get 10% off all their apparel. They have fantastic patriotic clothing. If you haven't gotten some, you know, your family members who are conservative, maybe even liberal too, if you're trying to like poke fun at them a little bit, this works as a perfect Christmas present. They have hoodies, long sleeves, also works fantastic as those Christmas PJs. So definitely go consider uh, giving them a look. Again, it's at gulagamerica.com. Use my code JoshCar10 for 10% off. Now, talking about Newsom. Again, I'm going to talk about Newsom first. Then we're going to move over to DeSantis and talk a little bit about how he did. Obviously, they're connected because they were the only two people on stage. But I have to say this right off the bat. Newsom is the better speaker between DeSantis. I think a lot of people made this realization. Like, people always knew Newsom was slick and he knew what he was doing. But I have to say, he was really confident up there. Uh, and as I'll talk about in a second, DeSantis, it took a little bit of warming up for him. I think DeSantis did a good job overall, but man, Newsom's ability to just deflect and not answer any of the questions, like it's stunning. The questions, like he's presented with facts, statistics, things that are like damning for him, such as the economy in his state, homelessness, uh, violence, like very clear things that everybody knows happening. His ability to just act like they're not happening and turn them is stunning. And I think conservatives should look at that and consider him a real threat for 2028, not 2024, which I'll talk about at the end of this podcast. I have to say too, again, I'm kind of starting off giving Gavin Newsom a little bit of respect, uh, which is rare for me because I don't like Gavin Newsom to be clear, but I do respect him immensely for going and doing the debate. On one hand, Gavin Newsom had very little to lose and DeSantis had a lot to lose. So I have a little bit more respect for DeSantis, but here's the deal. Newsom, all of us knew and Newsom knew 
that Newsom was going to be in the room with two people, DeSantis, who you know is going at him, and Sean Hannity, which you know Sean Hannity doesn't like him. And so even though it's a debate and Sean Hannity is a moderator, you he knew that it was stacked against him from the beginning. And that was very clear as they started almost every segment talking about all the awful things happening in California. I mean, that's the framing that Fox News gave it. All of that, what they said was from an, an, a source outside of their own organization. And all of it was totally real. So I'm not faulting Fox News for saying real statistics. But again, I have to give Gavin Newsom some credit for wanting to speak to the opposing side, especially when you have people in Arizona, for instance, the senator there wouldn't even debate with Carrie Lake, uh, as well as other Democrats who like, they're not even willing to debate when they're running for something. Gavin Newsom was actually willing to debate and he's not running anything, running for anything <laughs> right now. Um, at the very beginning of the debate, I found it interesting. Gavin Newsom decided to kind of pit DeSantis versus Biden rather like he almost was trying to use Biden as the shield throughout the debate, which I found as an interesting strategy and perhaps one that worked well. Um, instead of it being a him versus Sanders, he was really trying to insert Biden and Kamala Harris and be like, I'm just continuing what they're doing. Like they, and like, it's a very interesting political strategy when you think about it, because te like generally in politics, you're trying to soak up as much love and as much credit as you possibly can but in this instance, Gavin Newsom is really trying to look unified with his party, and he gave pretty much all the credit. Again, I don't really see it as credit because he didn't have anything good to talk about, but he tried to give whatever credit he was going for to Biden and Kamala and pit them against uh, DeSantis, which was a really interesting strategy and not one that I would have expected. I also have to say it's not indicative of someone who would be running for president themselves in 2024. It is indicative of someone who's running for president in 2028. And so I I have to say, I'm a little sick of conservatives, and some of you might cringe at me saying this, but I'm a, I'm a little sick of conservatives talking about Gavin Newsom running for president. At this point, I am 97%, maybe 98, I'm getting around there, 97, 98% sure that Biden will be the Democrat nominee. And I think it's a little silly to say otherwise. Now, if you want to say that Kamala Harris is going to actually be the nominee, I can get behind that. That's like my other 3%. I wouldn't say that that's like just out of this world. But for people saying like Gretchen Whitmer or Gavin Newsom are going to be the actual nominee, you're absolutely crazy. And the reason why that is, is because literally in the debate, they asked him, are you running? And he said, no, absolutely not. I support Biden for president. If anybody runs against Biden, they will lose. I have, I just have no doubt. And conservatives are trying to say that Gavin Newsom is running the shadow campaign. DeSantis said it. I don't know if DeSantis really believes it, but it is like a power. Like, I think it's good for him to say it, even if he doesn't believe it. But man, I just, I cannot disagree more. I do not see the evidence for it in the slightest. It sounds crazy, but I believe that Biden is actually their best shot at beating Donald Trump because at this point, the Democrat party has been insanely unified and like it or not, that has been a very effective tool against conservatives uh, in Congress. And I see, I don't see why it'd be any different for the presidential campaign. Um, don't, and rest assured, there's a video coming out Monday for my favorite moments of it. And I'll be playing the clips of this. One of my favorite moments was Gavin did attack DeSantis hard for how much he's losing to Trump in his own home state. That was probably Gavin Newsom's most effective attack. He like just basically went in on DeSantis saying that he was losing by 44 points in his own state. That's an effective attack. Like you have to give him credit for that. 
Uh, he did a good job at kind of hitting DeSantis where it hurts. And again, this is why I brought up that DeSantis has more to lose because as a presidential candidate, there's just so much that Newsom can say to you that you just can't say back because he's not vulnerable in that in that same way. Um, Newsom would just not answer a lot of the questions, unfortunately, which I, I was disappointed to see. Hannity did a good job pushing him on it. DeSantis pushed him on it. But unfortunately, Newsom's a really good speaker and kind of got out of it. Um, he just, especially, he would not answer the question on whether or not he would support a third trimester abortion, which I find really interesting because what we hear on the left a lot is, "Ooh, abortion is a losing issue for Republicans." But in reality, what you're seeing is that when Republicans start talking about banning first trimester abortions, Republicans start to lose. And when you see Democrats talking about supporting third trimester abortions, they tend to lose. So what you're finding is that America is much more in the middle. And I don't see abortion as a losing issue at all for conservatives. I just think that their messaging needs to change and they need to push people like Gavin Newsom on this whole third trimester thing because 99% of Americans hear about, oh, it's okay to abort a baby the day before they're born and then after it's immoral. And they're like, that doesn't really make sense. And so DeSantis did a good job pushing him on that. He would not give an answer. That is my take on Newsom. Really quick before I talk about DeSantis, I do want to talk about the second and final sponsor of this podcast today, which is Two Beards. No Shave November has ended, guys. So you could shave your beards, but if you haven't, I have the perfect product for you. It's Two Beards. If you go to twobeards.club, they've got beard oil, beard lotion, beard butter. They have stuff your body as well that smells amazing, feels amazing as well for both men and women. I'm talking lotions, deodorants, soaps, all the good stuff. It's all made in very low doses. It's all natural. And the reason why they do that is so that they can make sure it is the highest quality possible. It's also very affordable. So instead of supporting those Procter & Gamble companies and all the crap filled with aluminum, go check out Two Beards so you can get high quality at a good price. Again, that's at twobeards.club. Now talking about DeSantis and how he did. Rhonda's, let me say this. Rhonda DeSantis came prepared with graphics, guys. And he came with anecdotes, which certainly made him sound like he was running for president, where Newsom wasn't really like speaking in personal anecdotes. He probably doesn't have any like uh, than, like DeSantis does, because DeSantis has probably actually talked to a real person who moves from California and wants to go to Florida, whereas Newsom's never heard of a person that wants to go to California from Florida. They may have to sometimes, but nobody wants to go to California if they're living in Florida. And uh, so Ron DeSantis brought up a lot of stories. Most of them were very good. They were a little politician-y, but he showed a lot of graphics. And of course, some of the best ones, he literally shows up a graphic of all the poop in San Francisco, or maybe it was LA County, actually. That's a really good one. Um, again, that's going to be my video on Monday if you want to check that out. Uh, and, uh, you know, as well as other graphics. And so he was just very prepared. And every time he did it, Gavin Newsom would just kind of scoff at him. But I thought it was actually very effective. DeSantis came out swinging at Gavin Newsom at the beginning of this debate. And I was wondering what kind of kind of vibe this debate was going to have. And at first I was like, you know, maybe DeSantis is really trying to air more on the working across the aisle. Maybe he's trying to reach out to, I don't know, I mean, Californians, um, maybe some of the people that do like Gavin Newsom, but I don't even know who likes Gavin Newsom, to be honest. But if they like Gavin Newsom, he's trying to pander to those people. But no, DeSantis came out swinging, no nice guy routine at all, and it was awesome. There were a little bit of nerves from him at the beginning 
which I found interesting for Ron DeSantis. I can't fully blame him because, as I said, he had much more to lose than Gavin Newsom. I don't think he did lose uh, out like he could have. But the nice guy routine would have been a mistake, in my opinion. And DeSantis coming out swinging was the right move. The best line from DeSantis, and I'm going to include this. I'm going to include the clip on this on Monday because it was just fantastic. DeSantis goes through this little anecdote. And at the beginning of the anecdote, you're like, okay, this sounds kind of generic. He basically just says like, yeah, I was talking to this guy and he just talked about how he loves Florida in every way more and moved from California and it sucked there. And then he says, oh, by the way, that guy was your father-in-law, Gavin. And when he said that, me, me and my wife were on the couch. We were watching the debate together. We both like gasped. It was literally like, <gasps> like you, you can like, uh, it's like almost too far. Like I'm a, I'm pretty like, you can do whatever you want. You know, like there's no rules. All is fair and love and war and politics and all those things. But yo, calling out Gavin's father-in-law was pretty intense. And uh, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it because I totally did. But that was his best moment of the night. And it, it made me like physically uncomfortable. And I have a feeling there was a lot of people watching that debate that were like, whoa, that was pretty awesome. DeSantis brought up a lot that data can be misleading, especially when they're coming out of California, um, especially when those studies are literally done by the state of California. And I think one of his best points of the night, something that I've been learning more and more as I'm, you know, in, in enjoying and getting into politics, is that sometimes people's feelings are actually more valid than the data. And before you're like, ah, facts don't care about your feelings, I'm turning this off, this is crap. Hear me out though. Newsom would bring up this these crap statistics about murder rates, for instance. And instead of trying to refute that, DeSantis would just shake his head confidently. And he would just say something like, ask anybody who's moved from California to Florida, they will tell you they feel safer. And that's a powerful argument. You don't always need to bring up numbers. I mean, it's the same way with like the LGBTQ, the transgender argument. A lot of the times people will ask, oh yeah, like what's your definition of a female or a male? And my answer to that is ask anybody in the world to look at anybody else in the world and they'll be able to tell you if they're a man or a woman. It's that simple. I don't need data. I don't need stats. It's innate. People know. They know if they feel safe. They know what a man is. They know if the economy is good or not. Like Biden will put all this crap on his social media about the economy being good or bad, but none of that is relevant. The and at the end of the day, just think to yourself: was was my was the dollar going further for me under Trump or under Biden? And thinking about that for like thirty seconds will tell you immediately whether the economy was better under Trump or Biden. You don't even need to be an economist. You don't even need to look at the stats. You can literally just look at your own life experience and maybe talk to the people around you. And maybe it's important to take a large sample size and you'll immediately know it, you know, you, you'll immediately know what's true and what's not. And DeSantis really highlighted this well. Um, I've never heard of someone moving again to California from Florida saying that they'd rather be, I mean, DeSantis literally said this. He's like, no one would move to California for the taxes from Florida. Uh, and as they were talking about taxes and, and that's its own argument. Anybody can look at that and know that. So I thought that was an effective argument by him. Um, DeSantis did another graphic that he brought out. He brought out a porn book that Newsom has not banned from California. They talked about book banning, which, of course, was one of the most dishonest moments from Gavin Newsom, talking about how Ron DeSantis bans books. First off, that's never even been done at the state level. 
So that's full ULI. But second off, talking about how book, banning books is the same thing as not allowing them in public schools is completely different. And DeSantis literally showed a book of uh, men, uh, like cartoon men, uh, performing oral sex to each other, which was in California schools. It was a really effective thing. I mean, I just don't think anybody would look at that. Again, it's not data. You just look at it and you're like, yeah, that shouldn't be in schools. You're like, yeah, DeSantis is right about it. Like, if you want to call it book banning, sure, whatever. Like, yeah, I think you should ban all the books that have oral sex in them. I just think that I don't need stats to like back up why. I don't need data. I just don't think it's right for kids to see oral sex in school. I like just don't. I think it should be illegal for parents to even show their kids that, but let alone the public school that's run by the government, which takes our taxes. That's crazy business. And so that was very effective by Ron DeSantis. I'm glad he did that. I thought anybody who was watching would be on his side with that. Uh, DeSantis was very comfortable about just accusing Gavin Newsom for false statements he made. Um, Newsom, of course, brought up very classic leftist talking points about um, accusing. I mean, it was just like the classic tale, especially with the book banning of how dare you accuse us of that? But hey, if someone were to do that, that would be totally okay. Like that, the leftists do that every time or or even on the opposite side, they'll be like, hey, don't accuse us of that. But if people were to oppose that, that would be totally wrong. That's literally what he said about book banning. He's like, we do not, like we never have sexual stuff in our schools. But hey, if there happened to be sexual stuff in the schools, banning that would be absolutely wrong. Uh, and that is the theme of the night was DeSantis was saying things that are just straight up true. And Gavin Newsom largely was gaslighting people and saying, no, that's actually not happening. But if it were happening, it'd be okay. And he was basically just looking straight at the camera and deflecting and lying, which is why I'd say Ron DeSantis won the debate. And I think that it wasn't just a war of words. It wasn't just a war of ideas. It was actually presenting those ideas. And I, I think the graphics... And a little bit of help from Sean Hannity and Fox and showing their stats was the reason why Ron DeSantis won because I think anybody watching that could tell that DeSantis had just a lot more facts uh, behind him rather than Gavin Newsom who largely just attacked and kind of deflected. Um, it, all in all, Ron DeSantis is much better when he's unhinged. That is just the reality. If he can become unhinged in this primary, he may gain, gain steam. I don't think there's any way for him to surpass Trump at this point. But if he can become unhinged, I think people could see the benefit of running him in 2028. Um, and I think we're going to see a DeSantis-Newsom matchup in 2028, if you ask me right now. I will say as well, Trump supporters, this is crazy to me. You're seeing a new phenomenon. The reaction to the, debate, to, to the debate is really funny because what you see is liberals saying Newsom won, conservatives saying DeSantis won, and then you have Trump MAGA Republicans who are saying that Newsom destroyed DeSantis. And they're not saying, like, they're not saying why. They're not like, oh yeah, Newsom made this really good point or he made like DeSantis look really bad for this. What they're literally doing is they just praise anybody that is attacking someone who attacks Trump. So DeSantis obviously is trying to beat Trump, so he's attacking him. They're cool with praising anybody that attacks DeSantis. Whether it is the most lefty of the left left, like Gavin Newsom, MAGA Republicans will literally be like, I like that Newsom guy. I like him a lot because he's attacking DeSantis. Instead of 
looking at how Newsom is literally the least conservative person ever, the least America first, like literally the least MAGA person in the world. Instead, they care much more about who is attacking the people who are attacking Trump, which shows how the cult mentality is entering the MAGA field. I mean, the cult mentality has already been with the progressives forever. If it enters the conservative side, I think we could be in big trouble. And uh, I think uh, the reaction to this debate is a huge demonstration of where it's it's headed. So we'll see where that goes. I think it's a dangerous recipe. But those are my thoughts on the debate, guys. If you haven't go check, if you haven't seen it yet, you should go check it out. As well as check out my. Uh, if you don't, if you're like, I don't want to sit through that whole thing. Check out this. Uh, sorry, share this video with other people. Check out the video that I'm making on Monday. I'm going to be including the best clips and in my reaction to them. Thanks, guys.